everybody to fear and loathing and cinema podcast holiday edition it is december 13th it's christmas time i've got my christmas hat on this jewish person's got a christmas hat on what's happening only crazy things right here today on fear and loathing and cinema podcast because we are going to save christmas oh by gourd i'm brian kluger and I'm joined by the three hosts with the most. I am joined by a lady from Florida who wants to explain the meaning of Christmas trees. Chelsea, how are you? Not the meaning of Christmas trees, the meaning of Santa. Because, you know, if you rearrange the letters of Santa, you get Satan, Brian. So where's the ho, ho, ho in that? Dr. Satan. Yeah, 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 yeah. I love it. Also coming in from Austin, Texas, the the man who wants to be crucified on that cross, Dan Moran. How are you? <laughs> broke Dan. <laughs> <laughs> totally I'm, broke Dan. It's yeah, so good. I'm excited to be here. I just really want to sit in a car with you guys for approximately an hour explaining things. Yes, yes, yes. I, I, I hope that happens. Uh, I like being in cars and being explained holidays, too. Um, last but not least, Denton, Texas's own. The man who just loves, when he enters a room, to dive headfirst into Christmas trees, Preston Barta. I am so happy to be here and to talk about this movie. Uh, so what do you have in mind, Big Papa? <laughs> Oh, it's so good. Um, we're 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 we've taken a hard left turn on fear and loathing in cinema oh. this week. We've been talking about definitely right, Brian. Brian, hard right, hard right, right, hard right. a hard right turn, hard right. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to go there, but we're going. We're we're going with our right wings on today. Um. And we're going to be talking about the 2014 Christmas classic, <laughs> Saving Christmas, directed by Darren Dwayne. Um, this is a Kirk Cameron special, and we're going to get into this. 
so crazy uh thing um before we get into that um i want i want to say i want to i want to say because it's the holidays and i'm i'm feeling good um i went back and was watching uh our instagram feeds and videos of fear and loathing they are so funny like they're so good the things that we say and the way like i it makes me miss it it makes like these weeks go by like years to me because I was like, I can't wait to talk to these people again about movies. Do y'all feel the same way or is that just me? Well, I, I have a blast on this, but I look forward to it. I was bummed out we couldn't do it yesterday. So I'm I'm excited to be here. And when we get to do movies like this, I think today, I don't want to overhype it, has a chance to be a very good episode. <laughs> <laughs> what, what about you, Preston? I uh I honestly have not listened back to like anything and don't tend to watch a lot of this stuff but until we until my wife and I listened back to the episode that we did last week with the holiday I was like you know what we're not too bad so um <laughs> yeah uh, we all have to do it more often but I think just kind of powering through and focusing on the now just allows me not to get inside my own head a little bit when it comes to doing these sorts of things. So uh, I guess that's kind of been my process, but maybe I'll step out of it every now and then. You should at least watch the Instagram videos because they're yeah. so funny. Um, even I'm going to ask Chelsea because Chelsea, you know, came on late to the show. She's been a staple now for the last what? six to ten weeks maybe longer longer i think long 12 weeks longer. but yeah. her addition is so wonderful and it's so funny even the eat pray love instagram video when it was like eat dick love 69 like just watching that video still makes me like laugh out loud chelsea what do you think this is like one of the highlights of my week every week and I love how everybody kind of brings something different and I'm, I'm getting really sentimental and I don't want to do that this episode because I want to talk about how terrible Kirk Cameron is. <laughs> or wonderful. We don't know. What does yeah. Dan bring to the podcast? <laughs> Everything. That is a fair question. That is a fair question. <laughs> he brings a beautiful Mr. Napkin head. He does. Apparently, I don't bring anything because y'all wanted to swap me out for my wife last week. I'm pretty. I'm. Yeah, we, they could. You know, what's that movie? Widows. They could just do that. You know. Now, <laughs> Chelsea, if Chelsea put together like if all three of us like died in a screening, and then Chelsea just put together a Widows style podcast, be sick. <laughs> oh, I'm thinking about it, it. I'm thinking about it now. No, she's thinking about it. All right. So we're, we're talking about this movie called Saving Christmas that came out in 2014. Uh, before we get there, we got to go to our question that we brought to the Internet and to us. And so we're, we're going to get into Kirk Cameron and where he kind of went wrong um, in life and his, and his sister went wrong in life. Uh, but... It, it's known that Kirk Cameron was on Growing Pains. He was a, an actor and he was agnostic or atheist at the time. And then he went again, like we said earlier, hard right into evangelical territory and conspiracy theories, pro-Trump, all of it. Um, so 
knowing that, is there a holiday or an event that you want Kirk Cameron to explain to you? Because in this movie, if it has to follow a narrative, which it kind of doesn't, the whole movie is basically about Kirk Cameron's brother-in-law who hates Christmas for like the reasons everybody loves Christmas. And then Kirk Cameron has to explain Christmas to him inside a car outside in the cold. Um, so what holiday or event do you want Kirk Cameron to explain the truth to you? I want him to explain the meaning behind the film Poor Things. <laughs> I'm telling you, Preston, this was Yorgos's boyhood. It's about coming of age and sexuality. What do you think Kirk Cameron explaining poor things would go like? I don't know. I feel like he would struggle a bit more. This one, he seems so confident in his nonsense that I think he might struggle a little bit more. Or maybe he would feel a bit confident. I think he would just dismiss the whole thing and say that it's 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 Satanism. Or something like that. Feminist, feminist propaganda. Yeah. <laughs> it was developed by the devil himself. That's good. Poor things. Is there a holiday you want him to to explain? Um, <laughs> Flag I feel like it's like, you know, those, the long <laughs> Halloween from Batman. It's like every holiday you have to have Kurt Indigenous Cameron. day. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Indigenous People's Day. Indigenous People's Day. <laughs> uh, so isn't that Columbus I... Day? Yeah, but that's probably what he would still call it. Yeah. Okay. It's both, <laughs> both on the calendars. Okay. All right. Uh, who who else? Chelsea I... or or Dan? I think. All right. I'm going to give a fun answer and then a terrifying answer. My fun answer is: What is an NFL catch? Just because the thought of Kirk Cameron trying to explain what an NFL catch is, since it still makes no sense to anybody week to week. But <laughs> I think Kirk Cameron, this is an event. I know it's not funny at all, but Kirk Cameron sitting in a garage trying to explain his view of the Holocaust to me. <laughs> just I'm just saying, because there is a huge piece of me that there's almost no doubt in my mind that he doesn't believe it's true. And I just want to hear him rattle off that nonsense and then hopefully i can in that time while he's talking i can get the hose from the exhaust of the car and put it in the back window <laughs> and i can flip out <laughs> i believe in you dan <laughs> <laughs> chelsea believes in you oh uh, that's good I, did you read my answers for the fear and loathing thing oh, Holo you, you said holocaust remembrance day yeah i did that was the holiday. He can't explain something he forgets, Brian. He can't explain something he forgets. <laughs> and he remembers. You have to start we... at the base level. I said something else. I did. I did. That was the holiday. What was the event? Bigfoot sightings. Yeah, Bigfoot sightings. Oh. I mean, can you imagine? Like his mind is so far gone. Like, do you think? Like, if he's believing in all this shit, Harry, do you think he believes in Bigfoot and zombies and unicorns and shit? I hope so. Yeah, because he'll say that there were like giants in the Bible and that they've just been hiding out. That's, yeah. That's so awesome. To be fair, if he sat down to explain Bigfoot, I would probably get along with him. <laughs> yeah, like, I feel like he and I could have a really good conversation about Bigfoot. Yeah. 
Oh my God. All right, Chelsea, what do you want Kirk Cameron to explain to you? I want to know what he thinks happened on January 6th. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, right? Um, What do you think he would say? He was there. I feel like he might have been there. He was the Um, architect of all the pain. So he he was the (laughs) architect. It grew. (laughs) He was the architect. I was the architect of all your pain. Um, But yeah, I feel like he would he would allegedly probably give a great firsthand account of things that we did and didn't see there. So I would like to, uh, I would like to have him explain what exactly happened that day. Would you like him to explain star Wars to you, Chelsea? No, because I know star Wars. Because a lot of people have said that star Wars story is a lot like the Bible. Like you can make all the parallels in there. To be fair, like every story, to be fair. you can kind of go back to the, like Superman, Star Wars, like everything. Shakespeare. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that wouldn't, that wouldn't be as fun. Um, I was trying to think of something like other than like Bigfoot or aliens, maybe like those could be fun to talk about. I feel like every other topic or holiday with him would be a complete drain on my mental ability to function. Maybe like. <laughs> May maybe I would like to talk to him about all the roles he thought he should have gotten. Oh, that would be like if he was gonna be Neo in the Matrix. Yeah. <laughs> Is that true? No, I'm just saying. Like, what if he was like that? Should have been me. No, but I'm sure he was like auditioning for things, and there he's like, I should have gotten that Leonardo DiCaprio. Fuck that guy. No, he wouldn't oh. say that, Chelsea. He might. He would say, God bless. God yeah. bless him. He might. It's because he got turned down so many times. That's why he found Jesus. So do you think that's the, the do you think that's the reason? Because I you know, know, going through Kurt Cameron's kind of bio, he um him him and his sister Candace were it says that he was like uh agnostic or atheist yeah he was atheist and when he was 17 he became a born-again christian and he converted to protestant christianity um and i i don't know where that happened at like do you think i mean do you think he was just tired of hollywood or being rejected or just not liking that life and he just found his community or how does somebody go in from being atheist and having kind of a normal mindset into something so well, far extreme. Well, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Like, I think we all know plenty of, like, this isn't a t- an attack on Christianity at all. Like, I have no issue with him becoming a born-again Christian or finding some, I don't know, maybe he had substance abuse that hasn't been reported. That's a big way that people get into it or some loss in his life. And he found religion and it's helped him through some stuff. That's awesome. But he's gone into like propaganda machine, um, forcing the views on people, which is where I move towards he's crazy. Like if he just believed all this stuff and if you brought it up to him, he would talk about it. I'd be like, oh, cool. Because like Chris Pratt believes all this shit. You know what I mean? But it's only when you get interviewed 
and you ask him about it, he talks about it. He's not like, here's my propaganda movie, and I refuse to work with any of these people who have different views of mine, and is so abrasive about it. I don't know where that part of it, I know right now it's very big because of politics, because of this, but he might just be making a lot of money. It might just have been a really quick avenue to make a lot, a lot of money because these fireproof movies left behind all those movies. Even when I was working at the movie theater, which I know he's part of, they would have like the Fathom event and it would just be three theaters sold out on a Tuesday night at 7 p.m. for fireproof or a left behind movie because the church just buys every single ticket and has yep. all their people go there. And then the the preacher or the pastor or whatever for the next two weeks is going to talk about the lessons drawn from that movie. And they get the rights to have the clips of the movie to show at their sermons. It's it's a whole ecosystem that he may have just tapped into and his belief pushed him into turning it into a money making machine. There's a lot of money in that. There is a I ton mean, of money. Righteous uh, gemstones. That's no, it is to. righteous gemstones is based in reality and truth. Like, take it from me. I know somebody who was in that whole music, Christian music career. And when Righteous Gemstones came out, he he, he texted me and he said, "Listen, you don't know how true all of this is. <laughs> it's all about the money." And with with Kirk Cameron. You know, I think from what I read about Kirk and then these people that are in his movies and directors and actors and stuff, a lot of these people have their own ministries and they are the leader uh, and of the these churches. So they're definitely banking uh, one way or the other. But as far as this movie in 2014, um, this movie cost five hundred thousand dollars to make. It made two point eight million at the box office. Pretty not and, bad. And huh? like I said, it's not just what it made at the box office. I'm sure he licensed the rights to church groups, DVDs, Bible study groups. Like I'll bet I'll bet he made close to ten million dollars off this movie. Yeah, there are like there are things that when Dan says like Bible study groups, there are like the little packets that are probably made that they go over in Bible study. Like there's a lot, there's like a whole merchandising thrown behind this kind of stuff. I, I like it. So, so I think this, Chelsea, this was your pick. <laughs> this was. Why? So I wanted to pick something that none of us had seen one and two, it's, the it's the lowest rated movie on both Letterboxd, IMDb, and Rotten Tomatoes. So Rotten Tomatoes, it has a zero percent rating. Yeah. What's it on IMDb and Letterboxd? IMDb is like one point something. Yeah. Okay. But so it's the, it, just it's it's just the lowest of the low. So that's the. <laughs> <laughs> I still like this show. Um, it's uh, oh God, saving Christmas. So there, there's probably a reason. So did so nobody has seen this. We all went into this virgins, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> we did, and so we're after watching it. And we all kind of knew what we were getting into. 
Uh, Preston, no, Dan says no. We didn't know what we were getting into. Dan, did you think we were getting Growing Pains, the Christmas movie? Yeah, I thought it was going to be a, mo- a Christmas movie just by Kirk Cameron. I knew there was going to be that. I did not know that this was propaganda, free chat me, explanation. Like, this felt like something that I would have opted in to see, like, at a church camp or something. I honestly thought there was going to be a narrative story that worked its way through. It was not at all. This was this was an infomercial. They only had $500,000, Dan. And probably half of that went to Kirk Cameron. <laughs> um, so I don't, I'm not sure. But uh, Preston, were you excited to watch this? And when you were going through it, did you come out born again? I was not excited to see this. I think I had been curious because I've never watched any of these films or any of the films that he's done. I haven't seen Fireproof or Left Behind or anything like that. But um, there was a curiosity there because one, as as Chelsea said, it's the lowest rated on all these different platforms. And so there, there's something about it just makes me wonder, like, what is it really like? What story is he trying to tell here? Um, in watching it, it was pretty painful. It's, it's, it's unintelligible nonsense that openly celebrates excess. And, but in watching it, I thought I'm going to do Brian's work here, the good Lord's work and try to find some good in it. And the part that really made me laugh is the argument of, of Santa Claus the, the the whole angle of the, the the presentation of of him being this very violent John Wick even man that beats the shit out of somebody who is a naysayer and then all of a sudden with like no uh transition other than just saying like hey he got a slap on the wrist and he's a jolly man. And we're just going to think about everything that he did before and not think about what, what act that was. And uh, we're going to, you know, celebrate him every year. And that's, and that's Santa Claus for you. Who cares about all the people in the world who, you know, don't get second chances in life anymore. Um, Who cares about them, but St. Nick, he gets it. So uh, I just like the fact that he's a, uh, was a violent man at one point in his life beating the shit out of somebody with a stick and uh that's that's why we should sit with santa claus each year that's the question <laughs> at the end of that argument. during that sequence where they so in the movie you have kirk cameron in a car with his brother-in-law explaining all these things and then it kind of flashes back to maybe this very low budget daytime soap opery set. And you have like this guy who's supposed to be Santa Claus. And it's like uh, David Harbour and violent or um, uh, violent night. Yeah. Violent night. Violent night. Uh, Did y'all get that? Did y'all get any like little, it's like, cause I thought we were going to see some violence in here, but not really. I thought thought so too, just cause yeah, the way that they, cause he's the, He's the cold open, and I guess there's a couple of openings to this film, but he's part of one of them, and he's just, like, kind of hunched over, and I think the way that Kirk was trying to sell it is, like, it's like Lord of the Rings! It's like this 
beautiful, big, epic quest type of thing. And, and so to, but the presentation of it is kind of scary. Like, um, is that when they bring in like the uh, EDM music? Like that's when he's fighting and they bring, they bring the music in. Um, I mean, that just goes to show you that that tends to be my problem with a lot of uh, uh, quote Christian films is that they, they, they paper like this sentimentality or like this, like, you know, good morals and everything around like a, most, mostly a shitty story. Like, it's just like, forgive it's all about forgiveness and everything and like that's the reason why we should all think that it's a, a good movie and things like that and so i i don't get anything out of something like this that's trying to be very direct when i love i admittedly love movies like 10 commandments or or uh, prince prince of egypt and things like that um i didn't expect to get well i kind of did that I'm going to be exposing a lot of my beliefs and things like that. But I'll just say that I like those kinds of movies that have something more meaningful to say. And it feels like a genuine story. And I feel like there could have been uh, through all the arguments that he makes in this film, that there could have been something very genuine if he had like, you know, you know, reached into some of the stories in the Bible or found something. It just feels like a lot. Of, it's like going to a um, a sermon where, and I haven't been to one in a long time, admittedly. And um, when you go to one and you're like, oh yeah, you know, it felt good that we're all in that space together. And it's just like, people are happy and things like that. But then you listen to a lot of what the pastor may be saying. And um it sometimes I, I remember walking away from a few of them with my wife and being like, none they really stretched those metaphors. Like none of that made sense to me. Like that, that is such flawed thinking. And so that's what it felt like watching this yeah. that I was like, Oh, none of that makes sense to me. And they're really stretching that, especially with like the whole materialism aspect of the, of the film by the time they get to the end. And there's some really great blurb. I was after this movie was Wait. over, I, was like, I gotta go see what they said on Rot Tomatoes. What, what did they say? And comparing Jesus to a $25 gift card and things like that was really It's hilarious. right that the holiday is marked with material things because we serve a material God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's wonderful. Dan, were you born again after this movie? No, no, no. Um, he was never born in the first place, and no, and that's my thing. Like what I tried to say earlier is like I have no problem. I know this sounds super lame and seems like a dumb disclaimer, but I don't care how Christian you are. Like I go to church, um, not as often as I probably should, but and there's lots of things I disagree with and that sort of stuff. But what is crazy to me about this movie and my feelings going into it and then coming out of it are even worse is that this is the type of um, propaganda indoctrination cram things down your throat that the other side is oh or anti-religious people are always accused of doing whereas this movie i know that you had to we had to opt into seeing this and choose to see it and it's made for a certain audience but at the same time this movie does nothing in my opinion to welcome anyone in um, to make anyone else feel safe, 
to make anyone else enjoy the holiday um, in any way, shape or form. And so I, I think that it's 0% on Rotten Tomatoes and all these things, because I don't think it's a movie. And I don't think any critic yeah. should look at it and think it's a movie. It's an infomercial or a piece of political religious propaganda. And so that's why I, you know, not to get ahead of what we would rate it. I don't think you can rate it as a movie. It has to be 0%. There's no redeeming film qualities in this movie. Um, well, maybe, I don't know. Um, Chelsea, Chelsea, were you born again Chelsea, after Chelsea. watching this movie? And was there something that you liked about it? Yeah, what did you glean from it? No, this, um, I was a devout Christian right before this movie. And then I watched this movie <laughs> and it, and I, I don't believe in God anymore. <laughs> so this had the opposite effect on you. <laughs> <laughs> Completely. Um, so no, I, I'm, I'm very agnostic. Um, I, myself, um, but I, I feel like I had a kind of, um, upbringing just not within like my family but i went to um these very like evangelical fundament fun, fundamentalist schools where a lot of people in my graduating class they actually went to liberty university so i feel like i kind of looked behind the curtain in with how people really are and well, explain I just, explain liberty university because i just recently knew what that was what is liberty university um, Liberty University is a Christian, like a, a fundamentalist evangelical Christian college. Um, I think it's in like Virgin Virginia, I believe. Um, but it is it was started by the Falwells, like Jerry Falwell. Um, who, Jesus. Yeah, just not great. Um, just not great. And it's, they're just like super, I know, I know you can't like drink, you can't like hold hands. They're very against like any kind of like homosexuality. They have conversion therapy. It's just like a, it's not a great place. Yeah. So you knew people people go that went to this university from your school and you were maybe on a one track way to go. I was never on a track to go. Um, I only went to my high school because it was a it was a college prep school. Um, but I was not on I was not on track to go. Yeah, is there but is there anything you brought away from this movie that you liked? That I liked? Uh-huh. No. No. Okay. What about you? What about you, Brian? Did you like anything in this? Do you want to hear what the Jew has to say about this Christmas movie? <laughs> yes. yes. I'd like to discuss what we all like. Yeah. Um. So, first off, I want to say that the poster of this movie is very misleading because it's Kirk Cameron and it looks like an action. It, it, I mean, it's basically like... Um, like a James Cameron action movie poster, like True Lies. You think Kirk Cameron is Arnold Schwarzenegger. He's like kind of flying through the air with all these Christmas gifts. He's like, oh my God, he's saving Christmas. He's gonna, It's going to be an action movie. There's like really no action in it. And coming into it, um, I, 
I, I expected not greatness, but I expected there to be like a narrative. Um, the one thing that I think that the things that I liked, there were, there were a couple of things that I liked that probably I shouldn't like, but I found hilarious and like, maybe it's the time or maybe it's just like the Carrot Cameron is in his company or just so far gone. Um, I do like at the end with the guy, like the guy who the story follows of like, he's, uh, who's the guy who follows um, the, the brother-in-law Darren, uh, Darren Dwayne, who's also the director of this movie. Um, he just, he, he has this big party at his house with tons of people, you know, and it's like all the great Christmas foods and all the great Christmas trees, presents, candy canes, all of it. And he's sitting in a room by himself and he's hating Christmas and he's hating himself because he he thinks it's too commercial. He thinks Christmas is now too commercial and he wants to bring it back and he doesn't understand it and he just hates it. So he goes to sit in his car, Kirk Cameron goes and finds him and basically explains like every little detail like Santa and Christmas trees and the meaning of Christmas and Jesus. Um, and I think the part that I liked is that when the talk is all over and how he goes back into his house to like be happy is that he doesn't come in and just like make a grand gesture of like, Hey everybody, I'm good. I know what it is now. No, he just walk. He runs in slow motion, like picture like Jim Carrey and Ace Ventura doing the slow-mo thing. And he runs in and he dives head first onto his stomach, onto the tile floor and the for the, the foyer into the Christmas tree and gifts, knocking it all down. And then there's like a dance party. Um, the other thing I like, there's like, you liked one all black guy that in the moon. Huh? What? You, you liked all 10 minutes of that dance party sequence. Oh man. Seeing the people break dance. You love and the then seeing Kirk Cameron too? not break dancing, but just doing like putting his hands together and making it uh like wavy line his hands was <laughs> really funny. That's that's the rhythm he brings to the bedroom, Brian. Yeah, that's true. Yes, I I would agree with that. <laughs> um, the other thing I liked, which I probably shouldn't, but it made me laugh constantly and made me like, what year are we in? was the black guy in the movie he was a very it was like <laughs> it's so funny because it's like this party full of kirk cameron white people and then they have one black friend who is i don't know what year we're in but it's kind of like he comes in sliding in and has like his finger guns and snapping and is just I, I, I mean, y'all picked up on that, right? Like he was not like the others. There are uh, no more crazy shirt Fridays. It's the man bringing us, bringing us down. Yeah. What do you mean? Like y'all okay. picked up on that, right? Like everybody's having a conversation like we are. And then the black guy in the movie comes up and he's so 
Oh, when the fast talking black gentleman comes into the screen and and talking about all the stuff. Yeah, Kirk Cameron's real subtle with that one. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> like that's his sitcom stuff coming back to like 70s and 80s and it's like Oh, maybe that's the it. one here is the black character who has to talk like this and be funny for these reasons. Here he is. Yeah. But that's what it was. Area. And like, did I like that? I you mean, it definitely made me laugh because it's so, it's not nonchalant at all. It's so oh. in your face, blatantly crazy. And they just went for it. And in my mind, it's like, does this guy, this actor or this friend, because I, I looked up this guy and he's a minister at one of the Kirk Cameron churches. Did he, did he know what he was doing? Does he, does he look back on this and like. He absolutely knew what he was doing. Everyone yeah. knows what they're doing. Everyone involved knew what they were doing. Okay. I so, guarantee you, if we found videos of him, that's a character that he plays in some sort of pastor video stuff. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, okay. okay. And so the one thing I took away from it, maybe at the very end is like, we're celebrating being together and holidays. Um, and that's what I got out of it. You know what? I'll give that to you. If you enjoy the scene of everyone together dancing and having fun at a Christmas party, separate of every single possible thing that happened before any of that, that makes sense. If Because like, if you just, if that was what the movie was, was just them like celebrating Christmas and being together, then it wouldn't be 0%. It's the hour and 15 minutes of garbage that you had to sit through to get to the point where it's like oh this could have been the end of home alone four you know what i mean right like <laughs> no it could have it could have been anything but the one yeah. thing that really bothered me and i guess this is kind of like the mentality of these uh these far gone far right people is that you have this brother-in-law who is just doesn't he wants to learn or maybe he but kurt cameron explains everything to him and so in each segment that kurt cameron explains they cut back to the car and without any question without any going into further any further and deeper into what kurt cameron is explaining to him he just says awesome that's great like there's no pushback it's just like where i'm supposed to believe this one person on what he says right Mm -hmm. that's yeah. that's literally he wants he wants the audience that's what he wants the audience to do not yeah. question anything not like, question just believe kirk cameron he's cherry picking all of these idea ideals and kind of just like putting them down and like dan said like he just wants the audience to kind of like you <laughs> like smooth brain like yes yes this is what you meant this is what you meant Hmm. But, yeah like what do i think about all that yeah <laughs> i um i think that it would have been a far better movie had there been more of an argument frost nixon style and they did have some pushback like actually had somebody in there like some doubter true doubter um that 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 was in there and then they actually had an honest conversation the only thing that i did like about that was that kirk cameron remained for the most part pretty quiet throughout that whole thing and just listened and and so i think a, a lot of the times especially with uh extremists i guess 
you don't even get like a word really in like once you start saying something that is not the that does not align with their beliefs it you don't get much much of a room to say what you want and so i did like not all of them are like that i will say but i just encountered that myself in my own life and so i can only speak from that perspective but i did like that he you know he tried to reserve judgment and just kind of nodded his head and he's like i'm with you or like i'm following you that kind of thing so i think that was somewhat of a positive to that but yeah i did not like that after his whole explanation which didn't really have much meat on the bone um like there the the whole argument of that you know adam uh you know take stealing the fruit and taking a bite and then like the, what brings it full circle is that you know Jesus got back onto a tree which is essentially the wood the cross and everything and, and so by the end of it I just felt like that bit in Billy Madison where we're all dumber for having listened to it and so I just I can't, his dot connections just don't do anything for me so for the fact that just as you just said Brian like he's just like awesome you know what I never really thought of that and oh it was there the whole time and I didn't see it and I'm like really guy like it it, it, was, it was frustrating for him to just and I think it's totally right for you, as I was, you know, talking about earlier with like something that your pastor says, I don't expect everybody that's listening to be like, yeah, he's right. Like that makes sense or whoever's speaking. Um, I think it's perfectly okay to, to uh, not believe in some of the things that, that, that they're saying. And so I think it's they, this person for how, how strong of opinion he had at the beginning to not have any pushback whatsoever uh, doesn't it, make sense. To me. It doesn't make sense. And one part, one, one moment of when he was explaining something that made me audibly laugh out loud is after Kurt Cameron said, like, you feel me? And like yeah. the, the camera's on this brother-in-law and he he's like grabs the steering wheel and he goes, that was so cool. <laughs> and I audibly laughed out loud at that part because it's just mind-blowing yeah like the kid from the incredibles yeah like you yeah. saw you just saw uh him display this superpower it's <laughs> like that was awesome okay okay we have to talk about the one scene that is so unbelievably amazing in this movie that is so great so in the middle of this saving christmas movie where kirk cameron is explaining in a car to his brother-in-law what Christmas really means to them or to him. It kind of, the, the movie kind of side tangents off into the house going to a party. And there's like a 10 minute, eight minute sequence of the black guy and the other friend that um, just go yes. into conspiracy theories. They just, they're just mentioning conspiracy theories, almost like rapid fire dialogue, like Gilmore girls. And when it was, it just, and then it just ends. And <laughs> my mind went, is, is this in all of his movies? Is there just has to be a scene of like 
this is what the church believes is is this what this is did, did, come on i mean this is solid gold shit right here like in the middle of nowhere to me it's just it and mind you kirk cameron doesn't say these he has his <laughs> his cronies say these in the movie he does not but what dan what did you think about this just more garbage to put on the garbage heap that's honestly what i felt like every single part of this movie was i i'm not i i love to make jokes and make this funny but i really felt like there was just a lack of respect for anyone viewing this film who didn't have asperger's (laughs) yeah there was a, just a, such a lack of respect for anyone viewing this film that already didn't go to kirk cameron university or whatever that it didn't invite anyone in to even remotely enjoy what but, was happening. Okay. To to that point, let let's 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 go to the courtroom, Dan. Um, okay. let's, let, let's 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 debate this. Guilty. <laughs> You're out of order. Guilty. Um, Throw him away. Do you think that Kirk Cameron in 2014 and now gives a shit about anybody but his? his congregation he's making no, movies and, only for them no and that's the problem with the movie and that's the problem with his extremist views in my opinion is that he offers no landing no landing space to welcome anyone in other than the people that already completely subscribe to every one of his crazy ideas there's not even a risk like preston was saying this movie would have been better frost nixon and i completely agree with him i would love to see like a religion versus atheist like actual intellectual discussion the problem is if you have someone like Kirk Cameron he doesn't even respect or consider that people could think something else those people are just automatically wrong bad and probably going to hell so he dismisses their existence almost um, which is such a dangerous way to think and I know people do it on the other side but Kirk Cameron is just that's (laughs) that's that was my problem with the movie like there was no point there was zero moments in this movie where i was like oh okay everything was a straw man argument the whole his whole was just a straw man he he came up with like the dumbest arguments and then kirk cameron literally wikipedia some of the stuff away that's so easily disputable or you can argue against or there's like historical stuff to argue against and he just the guy was like, oh, yeah, no, you're right. Yep, that's a different viewpoint. I completely agree with you. And I don't know, it did nothing for me. I didn't enjoy this experience. I guarantee that if anybody even today would argue, let's talk about that that whole like hide from that 70s show rant that you have in here. You'd be like, we didn't say that because... His mouth was covered the whole time. Did you actually see him say those words? That that yeah. so I, I noticed you put in your cup up when I went to that scene, Preston. Yeah. And why do you think that? Do you think that's the reason? Like, do you think like maybe Dan Law wise, Chelsea? What did you notice that? Like, you when they're doing that whole conspiracy thing, they have their their Christmas mugs over their mouth. Like, is that is that a message to us? What do you think? I think they're just trying to be funny. I think they're trying to be funny, but it, but if you know these things, these are things that are rampantly talked about, but aren't put upon 
put on like the surface, but these are things that like these very extremist people talk about behind kind of closed doors and in text message chains and stuff like that. And I, I don't know. That's what, that's what I got from it. Like that part of it is no more crazy than all the other parts to me. Is there a crazy uh, conspiracy theory you all want to believe in? Dan, what is it? I don't, I mean, I like aliens. Yeah. Aliens is fun. I don't even think that's crazy anymore. I think aliens and UFOs are an awesome conspiracy theory. I would love for something like the Loch Ness Monster or Bigfoot to be real. Aliens. Yeah, that'd be cool. Like all that stuff would be (laughs) awesome. I really want to believe in Jewish space lasers. I just do. <laughs> That's just, you know what? You yeah. and who? You and Marjorie Taylor Greene. Oh my God. It was uh, called Star Wars. You got a whole movie about it. Yeah, you got it. Who's going to give me money to go see a Star War? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just it's just so crazy. I mean, the Bigfoot thing sounds amazing. There's been, I mean, how much money has been generated for Bigfoot and all that? Like, I love it. I Yeah, I just... Yeah, I would love for those things to be real. But are those, I feel like those aren't conspiracy theories that like can ruin day-to-day life for people or like yeah. hurt people. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, you want to talk about some aliens? It's like, sure. <laughs> yeah, like I'll talk about like how it's mathematically Im- impossible for there not to be life on other planets in the universe. Like I would love to talk about that all day versus, you know, chemtrails and new world orders and <laughs> you know if you Civil stay ready you ain't gotta get ready <laughs> right that's like in the movie is like they don't talk about anything fun it's like all crazy yeah. conspiracy theories in 2000 this movie's like nine years old but that that but you have to realize that in that sect of like fundamental christianity those are not conspiracy theories so those are things that are actively being played out on the day-to-day yeah no it's crazy so do you think do any of you think that other than kurt cameron's and maybe the people that were in this their congregations that they lead do you think christianity as a people even watch this or believe this want to believe any of this um what do you think yeah I think this this was probably a hit at most youth groups, most, you know, holiday. Uh, so Kirk Cameron's think, the hip guy that you want to bring to the youth group? Um, uh, youth group leaders are always a little eh. <laughs> a, little, a little eh. It really depends on, I think that it's popular in that extreme section. Okay. Of, of, of this type of belief which i don't think all forms of christianity ascribe to at all like there are plenty who are welcoming who allow you to have doubts allow you to believe other things allow you to just want to as you said earlier be with people enjoy the spirit of the season the community all those sorts of things those types a hundred percent exist they are great people i know people like that they're wonderful and I could walk up to him and be like, I don't believe in Jesus and Christmas is a terrible holiday. And they would they would be like, okay, but also you're a Patriots fan and a loser. So what are you gonna do? Like, you know what I mean? Like conversational, normal people. 
as opposed to Kirk Cameron's world, they would completely cut you off. They wouldn't speak to you again. They would actively try to like. It's a cult. Yeah, like it, it's borderline. Yeah, it's borderline cult. And I think so. Yes, I think it was successful in that sect of Christianity, that section that does those sorts of things. But I also know for a fact, based on some text messages I sent last night, that there are some very religious people in my life who think Kirk Cameron is a fucking moral. So it's like, go to church every Sunday. And they're like, no, that guy's an idiot. Okay. So it's very, it's, I don't know. There's, I there's think, layers. I think if you enjoyed Sound of Freedom and you actually saw Sound of Freedom, you would enjoy Saving Christmas. I don't know what Sound of Freedom is. What's that? The movie that did really? really- the what? The, the Angel Studio release with Jim Caviezel. Oh, that, that one. Okay. Wait, can we do a quick tangent on Sound of Freedom? Just real quickly. <laughs> you you go. You go. You have to know the conspiracy theory before you see it to think it's anything more than a dad movie about a dude who gives up his like CIA contracting job to rescue kids from South America. Just to be clear, they're not like in that movie, they're not sitting there being like, so on Wayfair, you can order this kid and he's named after this bitch. And also, you know, the Obamas are having George Lucas and Steven Spielberg and Oprah over to eat the blood of children. Like there, you have to know that all of that is what it's based off to see the political stuff. Cause I watched that movie and I know all of the internet jokes about it. So I was like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. But if it was just on TNT one afternoon, I'd be like, dude, this is pretty dope. This guy's going down here to try to win some kids back from these child smuggling rings. Like it's not nearly as in your face as Saving Christmas. Well, Saving Christmas is a different, like you said, it's infomercial. So, right. so Preston, if there's anything of a message of Saving Christmas, that could appeal to the masses if there is one is there is is there one like why do you think kirk cameron made this like do you think his message was to get people do you think it was just strictly money dan or do you think it was like everybody needs to enjoy christmas but deep down you need to (laughs) (laughs) dan Dan is making it rain on his end Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah, it's all about the money boys this was also during the years of when it was the whole like uh, happy holiday, like happy holidays versus Merry Christmas. And oh, so this was the war on Merry Christmas. Yeah. Okay. That's still going on. Like, that war is not over, guys. That war is yeah. not over. There are soldiers on the front lines every day. <laughs> Herod soldiers every yeah. day. Did you yeah. see the, I mean, the Daily Show just did a thing on it that everyone listening and all the people in this podcast should go watch is they sent Jordan Klepper to downtown New York for some sort of Trump. I um, saw that. Or like I saw some the sort clip. of Trump thing. And he went around and just asked them about the war on Christmas in front of Christmas trees, Christmas wreaths, like the Macy's thing. And they all of them were like, yeah, I think it's being hidden. It's being destroyed in America. And he's like, yeah, I mean, what's that? <laughs> just, it, was, <laughs> it was very funny. It was I good. Um, but yeah, if there's a message, Preston, if there if there's something here that Kirk Cameron wanted to tell the world, did he get it across and what was it? Don't drink druid made hot chocolate. <laughs> By the way, can we just talk about 
I thought this was going to be a commercial for hot chocolate because the first like half of the movie, it's all about, hey, we better go drink hot chocolate. We better go have sex with it. We better go have hot chocolate. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, how did you get from (laughs) let's drink hot chocolate to let's make love to it? No, I said we met. We better have sex with it. No, well, that, that's a that's a that's a Norm McDonald dirty yeah, work. Yeah, thing. Dirty work. Oh, yeah, <laughs> Preston understood. <laughs> Men in black. But like, black. like in the first half of the movie, no matter what, it was always the, the, everybody ended like, oh, we better go get some hot chocolate. <laughs> and they did. They stopped saying it. I expected at the very end of the movie they were about to go get hot chocolate, but there wasn't. I thought when my ideas called a plot hole. <laughs> I thought when she when when she called him Big Papa, he was oh. going to give her that oh, hot yeah. chocolate. That was my favorite bit of the whole movie. So what? okay, so let's talk about that. So when the guy when the when the guy has is fully believed in Christmas again, he comes in, he goes to his wife, and he's like, "You want a gift?" And she looks him up and down, looks at his dick, and is like, "Wait, what you want to do?" <laughs> He says, right? like that's what happened, right? He Did says, I miss something? You no, know, he says, I'm gonna give you something I've been wanting to give you for a long time. That's what you said that so perfectly. And I thought it was gonna turn into a porn. <laughs> that's everyone's he, favorite part of the And movie, then Kirk right? is like asking the question to the audience, what yeah. do you think he means? Yeah. <laughs> and I'm just yelling dick. Dick. I, yeah, I'm yelling anal. he's like kisses come on girls and boys kiss but she looks him up and down she's like she's ready yeah why are you calling him big papa (laughs) he was a tall dude no that's the in that context like what are you gonna give me big papa like and by the way by the way can we all agree that the the guy, the the guy who didn't believe in Christmas, the brother-in-law, that, the, the wife is supposed to be Candace Cameron, but it's not. <laughs> what? What? Well, because Kirk Cameron, that the the wife in the movie, oh, to the guy that's supposed to be oh, Candace. Got it. Got it. Got it. That's got it, got his it. sister in real life, but she wasn't in the movie. Okay. Yeah. All right. But yeah, that 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 do. sexual thing. Oh man, Preston, you bring up such a great point of that movie where they say that and Kirk Cameron's like what do you think he means that's the, best part of, that's the best part of the movie for everyone right like that was the oh, only yeah. time that I really took some joy out that's of the only thing that got me like whoa yeah it's like we're going somewhere here and then it's just kisses <laughs> Christmas like, we're going to room territory I, I do <laughs> love that in Brian's rundown sheet which I know the rundown sheet you're just like Brian has still has soundtrack um soundtrack and um who is the best character <laughs> the, i know who the best character is it's the fucking old guy on the couch that doesn't do shit <laughs> he's at the beginning end. and they say like yeah. oh man he's just there on the couch and then at the very end he's the last part of the movie where he's just sitting there drinking his hot chocolate, chocolate. Yeah. yeah it's so good like that old man that's what i was like man yeah i'm not gonna be a part of this i'm just here with you white people with you white motherfuckers and i'm gonna be sitting drinking (laughs) (laughs) it's so good and oh my god that's the best character of the movie i thought well i gotta say the black guy is so funny 
Like it's DeAndre. so over the top. Like I want to say the word jive, but it's, I mean, everybody's just talking just like we're doing right here. We're just talking, having a conversation. And then comes this guy and he's so over the top animated and speaking a different lingo. I, I just, we talked about it already. I can't imagine him looking back on this and like, oh man, I'm embarrassed, but I guess not. I don't know. I, I, I guess not. I don't know. Um, so <laughs> big papa. So soundtrack, was there any Christmas movie with any Christmas music in this movie? There was I mean there was like the techno Christmas, shit at the end. There was huh? a no, there was Christmas ska. There yeah. was Christmas ska. There's Christmas crap. <laughs> That's what bugs me about it. Like all those songs are in the public domain, and you're doing a saving Christmas song, you can't even give us like a good classical version of like a typical christmas song like i was yeah did did uh roger ebert review this uh no yeah, hopefully he, passed he, was dead before, by he passed before then Lucky uh, man. but it is they do have a review on rogerebert.com what i can read tell us about it, it so says, did y'all says perhaps the only Christmas movie I can think of, especially of the religious theme variety that seems to flat out endorse materialism, greed, and outright gluttony. Yeah. Yay, gluttony. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, did y'all read Cameron's response to this movie? No. He wrote on his Facebook page because of all the negative reviews. He literally wrote, help me storm the gates of Rotten Tomatoes. All of you who love Saving Christmas, go rate it at Rotten Tomatoes right now and send the message to all the critics that we decide what movies we want for our families to see. He, he is the backfired, yeah. causing internet users to visit Rotten Tomatoes website and further condemn the film. <laughs> Chelsea was right all along. January 6th. Yeah. Oh my God, Chelsea! Do you have a crystal ball? I, I think there's, I think there's the, also the ball, the nativity scene. That's the <laughs> yeah, there's also a disconnect that we, this might have been part of the origin of it. That disconnect that the far right has with understanding reviews um, that maybe like liberal and left don't have. Because I know I've seen plenty of liberal movies or movies made by the left that get really bad reviews and the people aren't on the screen being like, go review bomb it right now and destroy this movie from the inside. And then there's like, you put out an infomercial, it gets bad reviews and they're like, it's because it's Christian. We need to destroy all the people. We get to decide what we watch. It's like, no one said you couldn't make it or watch it. It's just, it was reviewed and it's shit. Yeah, this movie isn't bad because I have a bias against him. This movie is bad because it's shit. It's a bad movie. Let the it's just it's, it's an infomercial. And, and I, I could imagine him just like the blowing the horn of Gondor. It's like, storm the gates. Well, the thing is, have y'all seen bad? Left Behind? So I, I have. So and I remember when all those a, movies and books came out. Left Behind is a badass idea for like, books and movies like it's pretty it's a pretty cool post-apocalyptic like idea for something and when i saw that movie i was just like oh good idea not executed very well you know like there was nothing and it had plenty of religious stuff in it but it's a cool mm -hmm. it's a cool idea i mean i love the leftovers like literally the movie the leftovers just executed it it threw in the religious stuff but it wasn't as overt but like those are good ideas 
to me that you can draw from Christianity and whatnot and put forth entertainment. And yeah. it's just, I don't know. He that, didn't that was my that was my argument at the top is that there's plenty of material there. Yeah. There are stories that have been told that I feel like they could just home in on and articulate it much better than than making it a, a sit down to just say, hey, you're you're not my equal and I want you to be my equal. Like do Christians hate Noah? Like Probably, yeah. Ark, the the, the well, movie that Darren Aronofsky. I'm just Noah. thinking of movies that have come out recently that are like based on the Bible and and. Well, well, well okay. So this brings me a question to you all. Um, a fun question: Is there a movie that you want Kirk Cameron to explain to you, like he did in this movie? Like, do you think so? Like, for example, like Noah, like, do you want Kirk Cameron to like explain Noah to you? Or is there a movie out there that you want him yeah. to like explain? I think him explaining Mother by Darren Aronofsky would be mm. hilarious. Oh, yeah. my God. Yes. I want him to do like The Departed or something to me. See, it's a rat because he was a rat, and that's why they show the rat at the end. Did you notice the rat? Yeah. See, there was a rat there. And that's why. There you go. <laughs> there you go. I mean, part of me, like one of my answers would be like, I would love him to sit down and actually explain to Preston the Harry Potter film franchise. Oh my god! <laughs> because I know, like, isn't wasn't like the evangelical far right side just, just like Harry Potter is Satan in the oh, devil? Witches. Yeah. I have a so I have a personal side to that. I went to a very Christian fundamentalist high school. Um and when the Harry Potter books were the later ones were coming out, they banned them from my school. Um but you know, I I still wanted to read them cuz I loved Harry Potter. It's funny um, that now she's their hero because she doesn't like trans people. <laughs> <laughs> but I but I used to um, put book covers over the Harry Potter covers so that I could read them mm -hmm. in class. Um, so fuck you guys. <laughs> Using you, you, you know hiding your beer. With... They're gonna take away your GED. <laughs> yeah, I heard her pumpkin beer. My her GED. <laughs> <laughs> Preston, don't you now want to have Cameron like Kirk explain Harry Potter to you? No. <laughs> Preston doesn't strike me as a violent person, but his reaction to you even suggesting that makes me think he might actually kill Kirk Cameron if he had to sit in a car with him. I want Kirk Cameron to do a reimagining of The Wolf of Wall Street. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, yes. <laughs> I mean, I could, I could see that. Um, I think yeah. the Harry Potter one, just this because of the whole thing. I think he has a lot of ammo there to like really go down that. I'd like him to do shame. Oh. <laughs> Wait, oh, the 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 Michael Fassbender, Fast Michael Fassbender, Fassbender one, Gone Girl. Oh, I wanted to do Gone Girl. Gone Girl. Actually, any Dan's, Fincher movie. Him yeah. explaining a Fincher movie to me. Oh my gosh, it's amazing. Dan's default is just to say Gone Girl. <laughs> do you Any think do, do you think that Kirk Cameron could explain John Wick? No, but I could uh, I can put John Wick in this movie. 
Oh no, this is gonna be really violent. <laughs> no, I just I I was watching this and I said, well, Santa Claus is the Baba Yaga. Mm -hmm. Oh <laughs> hell yeah! Like the original, the original yeah. continental. Yeah, was the, was the bar that Santa went to. Yeah, <laughs> that was badass. Yeah, I love it. I love like that. Too. The way that they build that up is like he's here. Ooh. <laughs> like I'm just trying to go through like all holiday movies of Kirk Cameron trying to explain to us like Jingle All the Way or Elf or something like that. No, expand your mind to from holidays movies and just all go right. To I'm, I'm gonna general. stick with Christmas movie, but Eyes Wide Shut. Eyes Wide Shut's my favorite Christmas movie. You probably like that be. cult movie, you know. You know what he wouldn't like? Barbie. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Just saying, like him, him trying to explain Barbie would be very fun. Or Killers of the Flower Moon. Can you imagine him trying? No, to I want to hear Barbie. I want to hear Barbie. Well, especially America Fiera's speech in that movie. I don't understand I... why in this Killers of the Flower Moon all the white people are portrayed as bad. I don't get it. They're all good Christians. Does he have? <laughs> does he have an accent now? He would have yeah. to at that point. Oh, yeah. oh man. It just it 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 it's crazy because like I, one of the reasons why I want to have Kirk Cameron on this show just to ask him like what his top five movies are or yeah. like his top five Christmas movies and like would he say Christmas Vacation would he say Christmas Story he's not he has to have seen Christmas Vacation because the opening credits of this kind of pay homage to that oh with, with like the, the, the animated and everything yeah yeah. No, I mean, I'm sure he's seen it, but do you think like he loves it secretly, but he won't tell anybody? Oh man, that's crazy! And so I gotta ask, since a fictionalized version of his sister is in Saving Christmas, do you think Candace Cameron from Full House is just as nuts as he is? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, she she did the Her whole thing. Yeah, she does Hallmark movies. So I don't think maybe she's as crazy because she's not as involved as he is. But I know, wasn't there a huge controversy last year where they were going to have like a gay couple in a Hallmark movie? And so she left Hallmark movies. She left and gay... started a production company for families that don't want to see <laughs> the erasure of the nuclear family kind of thing I, I think i think when i read the article there wasn't even going to be a same sex kiss in this hallmark movie they like held hands at one point in the movie and because it was as chelsea said erasing the christian nuclear family she left a very lucrative production and starring deal with hallmark to start her own production company hmm. that's, that's more crazy. family friendly and I feel like if she wants to explore the nuclear family thing, she's going to have to remake uh, The Hills Have Eyes. That's a nuclear family right there. <laughs> I actually really like I actually really like that answer you said. What answer? Just the The Hills Have Eyes. We yeah, have that's, a, that's a sequel to Oppenheimer. <laughs> it is. Oh, no. <laughs> um. So, yeah, this this movie. Um. Uh, I mean, is this a movie, Preston, that you would put in your Christmas rotation every year? Would you even have it on in the background at a, a Christmas party you're throwing just for fun? Jesus Christ, fuck no. 
<laughs> I'm gonna. I, if you were gonna ask me, I'm gonna read it exactly what Preston said. I yeah. yeah. He doesn't want to say it. I will never watch this movie again unless the guy from Saw gets hold of me, and that's that, yeah. that's your trap. Yeah, that's yeah. my trap. You, you get Clockwork Orange. It's just it's the mm. only way. You'd be that like, was... hey, but I've already seen this one. Yeah. Would you like so, to play a game? I'm like, just kill me. Just yeah. kill me, dude. Like Chelsea, what about you? Fuck this movie. Fuck Kirk Cameron. Fuck these people that do this shit like this. Damn. Um, I'm going to say... I kind of want to watch it again to, to pick on... Like, to pick up on, like... Like the nuances and like like just like the low budget shit. What nuance? Huh? There's no <laughs> nuance. nuance. If there is any. There is there, there, there is. is I none. guess there's not. Um it would be fun to have this on at a party in the background, like with no sound, but just like okay. the, the image. As a and it's like, what the fuck are we watching? Kirk it would Cameron. not be visually interesting at all. It's just sitting in the car and then even the party sequence, there's no there's no uh, variety to it. I know. I kind of sided with Brian that it would be funny if you were hosting a Christmas party and you guys were all like drinking and playing all these like cards against humanity or whatnot in the background instead of Home Alone on mute or like some terrible college bowl game. It was just Kirk Cameron saving Christmas on loop. No, it's just a <laughs> funny six, joke. Funny it's joke. just a six hour super cut of the last five minutes of the hip hop dancing. <laughs> On a loop, just yes. of him running slow motion yeah. into the tree yeah but we get to pick our own music to put over it oh what song would you put over to the last thing when everybody's dancing i know mine uh, in the club in the club by 50 cent club. <laughs> oh i'm i'm going fuck the pain away by peaches that sounds pretty because good. growing pains and fuck the pain away and sucking all my titties like you Blood, bloodhound gangs the roof is on fire <laughs> or or the bad touch yeah. smack my smack my bitch up oh my god yeah. oh no you crazy bitch by buck cherry yeah. that's a good one oh Anything my god by creed yeah. No, not Creed. <laughs> no, Creed cannot be in this movie. Creed is way better than this. By Creed's, the way, Creed's a I real saint. Yeah. Oh my god. I love it. All right. So this movie, I don't know where you can watch. I mean, the only place that I know that you can watch it right now for free. Oh, is YouTube. Don't tell anyone where to watch this because they shouldn't. It's, not, it's on Plot Prime for free, and also is playing in a weird version of Heaven. <laughs> <laughs> Oh God, yeah, fucking a man. Uh, so okay, to 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 end this, is this considered art? Yeah. Okay, cool. I'm in. Preston, <laughs> do I think it's art? No. Yeah. I no. Do you say you no? Have, you just asked, is it art? And I think there were people who wrote it. They directed it. They obviously create like. Oh, they made a movie at the end of the day. That's what I mean. That's I'm giving them a slow clap for that. I think it's garbage art and it's pathetic, but it's still like, yes. There was some... It was an excuse for them to throw a party. That's it. And then Kitty Park. Is it? Yeah, Chelsea. It is it art? It's not art, it's fart. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. 
All right. Fear and Loathing <laughs> has tackled Kurt Cameron. I can't believe it. It's it has happened. Chelsea picked this. <laughs> and I'm so sorry, but also Mary's no longer reliable. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Just, just went to Kurt Cameron day one, 8 a.m. He even suggested us doing fireproof in February. That was me. Oh, is that you? <laughs> it's it's a quarterly Kurt Cameron uh, event. Um, yeah, saving Christmas. We did it so you don't have to. Here yeah, we got to check in on the Cam Fam. Yeah, the the the, the, the camp the camp Cam's Cam. Preston <laughs> hates all of this so much, and it's so funny to hear. <laughs> it's bad. It's it's bad. It's bad. It's bad. It is bad. It's bad. Um, I did laugh at uh, put putting Jesus in a corner was funny to me too. <laughs> a little <laughs> dirty baby, dancing, baby there. Jesus in a corner. Yeah, yeah put they, baby they put Jesus. him on a cross. Yeah, I ooh, I got a good joke for y'all that I saw um, <laughs> that I to go to hell for. Do Do you know why um, Jesus has so many followers? Why? Because he's hung like this. <laughs> Nailed it. Ah, <laughs> <No. laughs> oh, sweet chocolate Christ! I love well, it, that, guys. It was a good last episode. <laughs> sweet hot chocolate Christ. We're we gonna re- be, email. We're we're, we're gonna be re- a reborn podcast after this. <laughs> I wonder what. I wonder what CBN rated it as. What's CBN? The Christian Broadcast Network. Oh. Yeah, please all look complaints. that up. I'm very common, excited. Common Sense Media or whatever it's called. Yeah, send it, all complaints to WonkaMovie at WarnerBrothers.com. <laughs> <laughs> WonkaMovie. <laughs> Did CBN review this? Um, common Sense Media did, and... Ooh, they gave it one star. The star that you follow to baby Jesus. <laughs> the Christmas star. Oh, wait, there's more than one. No. Okay, it's it's not for the Kurt Cameron one. It's for something else. Okay. Is it? Yeah. Uh, all right. Yeah. All right. So Fear and Loathing in Cinema Podcast. We watch this movie so you don't have to um, go in uh, with a warning. It is a Kurt Cameron movie. Um, I'm Brian Kluger. Um, you can find me uh brian kluger on all social media and highdefdigest.com uh and uh and wednesdays from noon till two on soundtracks radio uh this week two day after this podcast it is all about jesus himself Corey feldman so <laughs> um it'll be great uh press and where can they find you at uh you can find me on freshfiction.tv and dittnrc.com dittnrica chronicle and you can uh not uh hose me for my opinions here on this film on blu-ray dad on instagram awesome uh chelsea where can they find you they can find me with a hot cup of hot cocoa um on yep on 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 twitter as miss underscore tenenbaum and everywhere else as chelsea nico and every day is crazy shirt day <laughs> uh dan 
Where are they finding you at? Find me on the Fear and Loathing Instagram if you have any complaints. I would love, I, I will take them on and I will up them to our supervisor and we'll make sure that this was properly enforced and that we were respectful on this pod. So seriously, if any of you listen to this and were offended by what we said here today, feel free to message me on Instagram. I'll get it to our general manager. And just soon. for full transparency, our general manager is Satan. <laughs> his, his name is Philip. Black Philip. Black Philip. <laughs> Lucy, <laughs> Lucy. Lucifer. Yeah. Uh, so good. Well, thank you all for listening to Fear and Loveliness in the podcast. We love you and uh, we'll be back uh, very soon with a special episode. Bye. It was the cloth. It was the cloth.